0: For our scripture this morning, we have a skit to communicate a little bit about its meaning. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness, what happened to your toy? What happened? A just froze. How does that make you feel? Ah! Oh my goodness. Well, let's gather up all the parts so we can give it to your dad and he can fix all of it. So, here you go. Take some. I'll bring the other ones. Let's go give it to him so he can fix it and you can play with it again. Haven't we all been there? Whether it's a broken toy and we say, this toy is broken, the day is ruined, right? Or it's a broken situation and it's ruined. Or it's a broken life and it's ruined. But I think the, cool, the coolest part about this skit is that both of our volunteers were able to be happy and to celebrate on their way off the stage. And they did it with a broken toy in their hands. It reminds us that it's not really the circumstances that shape our experience of life, but it's really the promises. The thing that we hope in is able to actually shape our experience. Just like a broken toy with a promise of being fixed is something to celebrate about. This morning our scripture reading that we talked about here at the lighting of the Advent wreath is kind of like one of those Bible verses that reminds us of the hope that God has. It's one of those Bible verses you would print out, put it on a fridge magnet, put it on a bumper sticker, put it even on a bookmark and when you do that it lifts from the context that it was written to and brings that context into our lives. Isaiah chapter 35 is written to a people who are being besieged. They're in war. War, the most broken situation humanity has ever found itself in. And in that broken situation, God speaks to Israel, to Judah, a word that speaks to us in all of our brokenness too. And so as we meditate on God's word this morning, I want to invite you, to think about how these words, be strong, fear not, your God will come, touch your context too. In this kind of fridge magnet story, as I unpack a certain context, a certain place where this verse speaks to bring people back on the way of holiness. And so Rosie was three and a half years old. And the story of her life was pretty much the story of sharing, right? Share this, share that. Every time she goes to school, she has to find out how to share. Every time she comes home, she might get to play with herself for a second, but then, of course, her older brother Benny comes in, and he's going to make her share even if she doesn't want to. The story of her life was sharing. Which is why it was such a big deal for her on her third birthday when the toy that she had always wanted, that stuffed animal Blue Bunny, was given to her. And this was supposed to be a toy that she wasn't going to have to share. But you know how it is. She knew that as soon as she took it out into the playroom, Benny would want to get her hands on that toy. So Blue Bunny stayed safely, stored away in her room in a basket, all day long. And Rosie would look forward to getting to play with her favorite toy through the entire day and then she'd just get a few minutes before bedtime to play with Blue Bunny. And during those few minutes the pit in her stomach would begin to grow as she knew that she would have to put that stuffed animal back and get ready for school as soon as she woke up in the morning. That reality kind of broke the hearts of her parents. Jeremy and Josie, her parents, all they ever wanted for their kids was to be happy. All they wanted was to provide the right kind of life for their family. And it's funny, they never really asked what the right kind of life was. But anyway, they knew that it was getting more and more elusive in this more and more complex economy, and whatever that right kind of life was, whether it was financial security or a home where Rosie and Benny would have their own places to play and not be in fear of each other. And so they worked hard. Jeremy Picked up a couple of overtime shifts. Josie kept pushing her pen at an office that was infinitely frustrating. It was stressful and exhausting. But they would get through those stressful and exhausting days with the hope of getting home at night to their family. And then when they got home, of course, at at the threshold of the door, they came to that realization every single night. Chores need to be done, dinner needs to be cooked, lunches need to be packed, and somebody has to referee between the kids. The days were lived for the nights, their weeks were lived for weekends, and and they were short little breaks in the middle of it that were just enough to give them the energy to go back at it. And eventually, it was enough. When Rosie literally flipped her dish because Benny was trying to steal a chicken nugget off of it. And that, that's when they said, okay, that's enough. We're going on a vacation. And with the promise of vacation a couple weeks away, they were able to push like a team in the fourth quarter, expending all of their energy with the hope of a break, sipping smoothies by the pool where Benny'd have his own area to play, Rosie'd have her own area to play. Everybody could do their own thing and finally maybe taste some peace but you know how that vacation went not like that not peace and halfway through the pit in their stomachs returned anticipating going back to the same everyday grind and as a coworker asks Josie at work well how was vacation the answer is always the same it's too short And she was exhausted through those first two days more than ever before, like coming back in a third quarter trying to get into the rhythm. That vacation was more of a halftime than a rest. And so it is. On a Thursday night at 9.07, the kids are in bed. They have only enough energy to flop themselves down on the bed. But if there's going to be Christmas cookies for the party tomorrow... She's going to have to make them now. And so she leans exhausted and stressed over that refrigerator door just to muster the strength to open the door, get the butter out, and get started. And that's when she sees it, that fridge magnet Bible verse. Be strong, fear not, your God will come and save you. It was like that Bible verse shook her awake. She realized maybe she had been hoping in the wrong things. Maybe they had all been hoping in the wrong thing all the way along the way. They had been hoping in a little joy. They had been hoping in a little peace, rather than the everlasting joy that their God would bring. They acted as if God expected anxious people to quell their own anxieties. They were hoping in what they were doing rather than hoping in what God was doing. Your God will come and save you. The next day, they hoped in the night But they hoped in that night when they would get to open God's word again. And that hope actually gave purpose for the day. That night, they sat around the kitchen table with their family and began to read the words of Isaiah. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come. With vengeance, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy, for waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert." The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. In the haunt of jackals where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. They hoped in the days when God would speak. They lived their weeks for the weekends when they could gather and hear and talk about God's word. And they would gather in a place like this, on the highway to holiness. And there in the chairs, Rosie and Benny played with Blue Bunny. You are the ransomed of the Lord. You are the ones that God has put on this highway to remind you of the path you are on to everlasting joy. And I don't know all of the things that you may be scared of in your life, but I know your God will come. Whatever the anxieties are, your God will come. No matter the circumstance, your God will come. Let this hope and this anticipation form our entire experience of life. Your God will come and save you. Amen.